Today's Mishnah is we'll learn the 11th and final Mishnah from the 8th Perak Masech the Eruvin, and then we'll begin the 9th Perak. So in yesterday's Mishnah, we're talking about the ways or the conditions under which one can pour their wastewater into the Chatzar. And we discussed that if the Chatzar is too small, meaning less than 4 by 4 Amot, they wouldn't be able to pour water into the Chatzar unless they first dug an Uka, which was like a pool of a sufficient volume, as we mentioned yesterday, to contain water that one would normally use over the course of Shabbat. So Mishnah says, We're dealing with a case where there, we have a Chatzar with buildings in it, Zuk and Neged on both sides of the Chatzar. Miktzatan Asu Uka or Miktzatan Lo Asu Uka. So one of the Bnei Bidiota, they've made this Uka, this pit, where the others did not. So Mishnah says, Et Sha'asu Uka Mutarim. Those that made the Uka, they'd be able to use it. Vetcha Lo Asu Uka Asurim. And those that did not make one, they would not be able to pour wastewater into the Chatzar. So the, the Gemara explains that we're dealing with a case where they didn't make an Eruv Chatzairot. And therefore, as we've explained, one is not allowed to transfer items from the house into the Chatzar without an air of Chatzarot. So, despite the fact that even in these circumstances, one will be able to pour the wastewater directly in the house, and then it can spill out into the Chatzar, the concern is that those that didn't make their uka, that they will actually take the water down to the Chatzar and pour it out directly, and they're not allowed to transfer items from their own house to the Chatzar without an air of Chatzarot. Kati ends here by uh, mentioning that if they did make an Erev Chatzirot, that even if there was only one diyota in the Chatzir, that would be fine, despite the fact that diyota would not be able to contain all their water. That is because, as we explained yesterday, the concern of Reni Yonatan is that without the Uka, someone might be concerned that their Chatzir gets too dirty, and they would actually take it directly out and pour it into the Rishos Harabim, which would again be a problem of transferring from the house or Chatzir to Rishos Harabim. So in this case, as long as we have one uka within the Chatzir, that serves as a hecker, as a reminder to stop people from actually taking their wastewater and pouring directly into Shusarabim. Let's now begin the ninth parak. The Mishnah begins. Kol gagota According to Rabbi Meir, he's of the opinion that the gagot, meaning the roofs of houses, since people don't use their roofs very much, that if we have, say, for example, adjoining roofs, provided that there isn't a gap, uh, one roof is not higher than the other by ten tfachim, then they can be considered one reshut, and items that were there prior to Shabbos, one will be able to transfer from roof to roof without a problem. Now, the Bartanura here explains that if one of the roofs is a ten tfachim higher than the other, Rebbe Meir institutes a gzera, a decree prohibiting it, out of concern that one might then, for example, if there's a pillar or a post in Rishus Arabim that's ten from the ground, they might actually end up using it. And in Rishus Arabim, that ten raised level is fundamentally important because that would mean it's Rishus Yachid. If it's ten high, at least four tfachim wide. So, out of concern of that scenario, if the roofs are one is higher than the other by more than ten fachim, wouldn't be able to transfer one to the other. That's opinion of Rabbi Meir. Chachamim or says, no, kol echad v'echad rashut Chachamim, they take a stricter opinion. And they say, just as the houses themselves below, when it comes to the laws of Erech are considered distinct, so too the roofs as well are distinct, and one would only be able to carry from roof to roof if the owners of those houses made an Erev Chatzerot with each other. Rabbi Shimon, however, he takes a most lenient opinion. He says, echad gagot v'echad chatzerot v'echad kerpefot. And he says, whether it's roofs, whether it's chatzers, doesn't matter. There's different heights between the chatzer or the, or the roofs, or karpefiot, these are walled-off areas that were uh, for storing wood. All of them, he says, they're reshut They're considered one reshut. However, that's lekelim chishavtu l'tochan. And this is to bring us back to the point I mentioned previously, that if a kli was in one of those locations during Erev Shabbat, 
but prior to Shabbat, I should say, then even if no Erev Chatzar was formed, you could take those items from Chatzar to Chatzar, and Chatzar to Roof, and Roof to Karapaf, etc., and keep going, provided that you didn't transfer then to a Karamelis or Shasarabim along the way, which would be a problem. However, However, utensils that are in a house... That's different, meaning a clean inside a house. In order to carry that to a chatzer, a shared chatzer or the like, that's when you need an air of chatzer. In other words, according to Rabbi Shimon, the gzer of air chatzer only applies to kalim that were in one's house when Shabbat came in and not for the kalim that were found in one's chatzer. Those are the Mishnah today.